0: This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast...
1: We met at an actor rehearsal four days before production started. Interspecies love is like so special. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
2: I mean, listen, I took to lockdown like a, like a fish in water. <laughs> I really don't like wearing hard
1: pants. We got a spirit animal reading and Heather was a spider like literally just builds her web and things come to her like that's exactly how <laughs> <Yes>. she
2: is
1: <laughs> yes it's been a riot of the <laughs> year
0: Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast with your host, Dina Nina. Raise
2: your right hand and repeat after me. I, Dina Nina Martinez, do solemnly swear.
3: I, Dina Nina Martinez, do solemnly swear
2: that I will support and defend funny women everywhere.
3: That I will support and defend funny women everywhere
2: against all frenemies, foreign and domestic.
3: Against all frenemies, foreign and domestic.
2: That I will faithfully and sexually discharge.
3: That I will faithfully and sexually. Discharge
2: The duties of the office I am about to enter.
3: The duties of the office I'm about to enter.
2: So help me, goddess.
3: So help me, goddess.
2: Congratulations, Madam High Priestess.
3: Welcome to the inaugural episode of I Love Funny Women podcast. I'm Dina Nina. And now that I'm sworn in, let's get to work. And be careful, ladies. There's glass everywhere. Of course, we are excited to have a new president. You know, somebody who looks like they'll cuddle and also ask for consent. And we have a woman vice president, Kamala Harris. How amazing. This week, the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump hit the Senate, and it's going a little bit like this.
2: You know, it's interesting because I don't want to steal the thunder from the other lawyers, but Nebraska, you're going to hear, is quite a judicial thinking place.
3: And the rest of the days this week have pretty much seemed like an episode of Snapped. In lighter news, you know, Valentine's Day just happened yesterday. (laughs) And as somebody who is fat and single, not my favorite day, but I'll tell you what my favorite thing is. Chocolate. I love chocolate. And my friends over at Verdure CBD are actually offering a discount you can get CBD and Delta 8 chocolates and gummies, everything over there, and they'll give you 10% site-wide if you use the code FUNNYWOMEN. To take advantage of this offer, which I'm so grateful that they did as my friends, you can go to 21offers.com and use that code FUNNYWOMEN and you'll get 10%. Yay, Delta Eight. Now, before we get to our guests, whom I'm really excited to have, let's check in with our resident astrologist, Renee Hyden.
0: This week is sexy as fuck, and not just because it's Valentine's Day. It's time to go deep and to get hard. I'm your resident sexterologist Renee Haydn, and this is Sex with the Stars. Today, the 15th of February, Mercury is conjuncting Jupiter and the eighth house of Aquarius which is the house with some butt-ass naked sex. Woo! This trines with the North Node and Gemini in our 12th house, which invites us to think and to talk about mysticism. And if you feel safe, it's time to unhook that bra and share your darker secrets. So choose your safe word in Farsi or Spohili or, or even Klingon, and if that's what gets you repped up. Divulge those secrets for some sexual healing and lay your crystal grid in lay your boo. You could even invite your spirit guides in our soulgasmic orgy. On the 16th, the moon moves from Aries into Taurus, moving our energies from self straight into our partner. It could be time to say that L word. Love, lesbian, lesbian, libido, whatever. Venus helps make it safe for you and your partner or partners. It's also a great time to plug up those holes, if you know what I mean. Go wild, because the next morning will be prime time for taking care of that morning wood. And a little clip, flip to boot, as the moon conjuncts with black lilacs and morning deep kink, just what the doctor ordered. Because as you know, the early bird always gets the one. I'm Renee Heiden. Now let's go have sex with the stars.
3: It looks like it's going to be cold outside, but steamy in the sheets this week. Don't forget to join us on March 17th for the I Love Funny Women virtual tour. It's going to be phenomenal. It's a bunch of women being funny, sketches, stand-up, interviews. It's just going to be amazing. You can find out more information over at ilovefunnywomen.com. I am so excited to be introducing our guests. One of them is a stand up comedian, writer, and producer of the film Stuck, and she also acted in it. The other is a woman who's had a prolific career spanning multiple decades. She's been in Welcome to the Dollhouse, The Princess Diaries, Roseanne, and she starred in the film Stuck, Heather Matarazzo. So we're celebrating love, the love of funny women, and your love,
1: oh.
3: <laughs> and your little nuggets. Yeah,
1: Hi, tag along! <laughs> oh
3: my God, I'm obsessed. She's in
1: uh, also she's in the movie. Also, oh,
3: I I'm gonna have to relook at everything. Okay, first <laughs> of all, I watched the movie this week, and I was so excited because all of our friends from back in the day when I was in LA were in it, and I was like.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's true, yeah, lots of lots of really great people on the on the LA comedy circuit. were in it for sure.
3: It is such a cute film. Everyone can watch it at, on Amazon Prime. It's so good. Um, I loved it. So before we get into a little bit more of that, tell us about how you guys met.
1: Well, we met on the set of Stuck. <laughs> we uh, Heather um, came on board as the lead, and we met at an actor rehearsal um, like four days before production started. And so that, and, and we, nothing romantic happened until we wrapped. It was one of those things where it was like, oh my God, I'm going to miss seeing you every day, you know? Um, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. So did you kind of think like, oh, wow, they're kind of, she's kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you met, or was it just kind of like, oh, we're working, we're working, we're working, and then
1: boom. It was, I mean, I feel like it was really professional um, until, as you've seen the movie, you know, we had to be in our underwear in front of each other. And so there were these moments where um, there was some flirtation happening that we weren't really aware of. And then there was a moment on the last day when we were filming a scene And I had to look over the shoulder of Jillian Arminante, who played, um, she directed the film and she played um, a police officer, Officer Wheeler. And I had to look over her shoulder and see Heather sitting in the back of this, you know, police car and our like eyes locked and time stood still. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Was that your the same perspective you kind of had?
2: I mean, yeah, and 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 that's what I I I think is really unique and and interesting and and something that solidified it for me. I I rarely hear of couples that come together essentially in the same moment. Yeah, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> you know, I've been in this business for thirty years now. And that was a first for, (laughs) like, I don't shit where I eat.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, after you ate, you started shitting is what (laughs) you also do a lot of work with mental health organizations to kind of raise the awareness of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. You've been in the career so long. How were you able or in this in the industry for so long? How are you able to kind of maintain your mental health? Um, now looking back, and what would you suggest for people, especially in the entertainment industry?
2: I mean, drinking helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, it's uh, writing has always been a very immediate lifeline for me. Uh, meditation has been a lifeline for me and just uh, and and also i i've been very fortunate to work with some incredible therapists um which i which i feel should be um a human uh, right for everyone i feel every single person should have access to mental health care you know and and really i mean I think this year, especially 2020, the year we've just survived, even getting up in the morning and being able to put on sweatpants is, is a miracle unto itself. <laughs> Amen. You know, and, and the, the, the ability and willingness to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're a very, uh, pull ourselves up by our bootstrap society. And I think that it is uh, incredibly harmful and, and uh, detrimental to our well-being. So I, I learned early on to be able to ask for help and, and to say uh, when I was struggling. And, and really, just to cap this off, psychedelics have, have also been very helpful for me.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> I love it. Heather Terman. Yeah. So
3: you and I have known each other for a long time.
1: Yeah, since and- I like, first started stand-up comedy.
3: Since you first started?
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. We started at the same time? I think so. Or, like, you were definitely somebody that, like, when I was first getting my start, you know, you were warm and welcoming from the get-go, and I thought you were hilarious. And so um, I remember you from my first year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, and you had me on your first taping. You had me host.
1: I did. I did. Yeah, I did.
3: <laughs> uh, um. So in this last stint of coronavirus all this have you been doing stand-up
1: virtually you know I really haven't for me I was already sort of going through um something where I was no longer connecting to a lot of my material and so I felt like I was at you know like I I was in a space where if I was going to get on stage it, it needed to be um Specifically, material that I that I was connecting to and and that felt honest to me at that time. One of the things I missed out on was the Lady Last Festival when it was going to be live. I was going to come to Madison. I was so excited, um, and then it went virtual. Virtual, and I wasn't able to make the dates. Um, but that was the only uh, aside from another festival that was last January. Festivals were kind of the only thing on my like on my. I guess radar at the time was just yeah. like staying in the community enough, but like working on figuring out, um, you know, sort of like a new voice for myself in the background, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so, yeah. So I haven't really been doing the virtual shows, but I have seen a couple and I'm actually really impressed by some of them. You know what I mean? Like some, by people- some of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's it's hit or miss the ones that I've seen, but some people are are really good at it. It doesn't matter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It doesn't matter if they're on stage or not or if they're just in front of a screen because they just have that timing and and everything they say is funny. Um, but yeah, it, it's a different, you know, it's a different arena. Have you been doing a lot of shows?
3: I've been mostly producing, but I have been doing virtual shows and they're interesting. And I don't feel like virtual comedy is go- going away. I know we'll be talking about this with a lot of other people as the podcast progresses, but uh, I don't think it's going away. And
1: I don't either. I think it's definitely going to be a new thing. Days, Yeah.
3: And, and I love being able to just, you know, not put on a bra, put on a hoodie and get on camera, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to travel. Um, Although I miss traveling a lot, but
0: (laughs) Um,
3: so one of the things that I found this year is that it's been so important to for us to find ways to laugh, um, and to make light of this really hard situation. How have you both kind of been able to incorporate humor to carry you through this crap? Like this is a shit show.
1: <laughs> um, do you want to go first?
2: Um, I mean, your my humor is is very dark. <laughs> Same. So it's it's been a it's been a riot. Of a year, <laughs> and uh, I mean, really, movies, yeah, movies, TV shows, um, and uh, Apple, uh, not Apple TV. Disney Plus <laughs> has Disney Plus. been such a a welcome breath of fresh air, where I get to go back to my childhood and that sense of whimsy. Mm. And also random TikTok videos (laughs) that uh, feature dogs or cats narrating is my jam. And Japanese wake up videos,
3: yes,
2: (laughs) Japanese Japanese prank shows, (laughs) I can feel in the the darkest of places. And I watch somebody that is sleeping off a night of sake. Getting dragged by a horse, <laughs> and I am just set up for the day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the occasional ice cube in Heather's panties kind of helps. Huh? <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> um, yes, which which either leads to a fight um, or one an afternoon, love yeah, an afternoon <laughs>
1: rendezvous. I, um, yeah, we definitely keep um, we we try to keep like one you know comedy either like. Comedy movies or or a series like in rotation when we're watching something. It, for me, it's really important to keep something lighthearted um, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, my outlet has always been comedy. Um, personally, I'm I'm writing um, you know comedic pilots and that kind of thing right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and honestly, yeah, scrolling through my peers on Twitter, you know, like when you're a comic, like your social media is filled with jokes, you know, so it's kind of like a really nice, like sometimes, you know, like we'll have, we'll notice the, the difference between our, our feeds because, you know, you know, Heather is a, a mental health advocate and, um, she's always been really, um politically active as well. And I am too, you know, I I care about the causes, but I think comics approach that stuff from a different space. And so so Heather, you know, will come in after a day of a lot of terrible news. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, you you can see that it's just weight on her. Whereas I just read joke, 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 joke about sad news, you know? And so I think following comedic people and comedic voices on social media Genuinely helps you curate a lighter outlook, you know.
3: Mm, I love that. Wow, that is so heady.
1: <laughs> we smoke a lot of pot in this house. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we smoke a lot of pot in this house. Um, me in particular I, at night, um, for sure helps me come down and and keeps everything,
3: yeah, everything light. <laughs> um, what are ways that you balance that? Because, like. I'm funny and I follow a lot of comics, but I also find myself being like, we're all going to die. You know, like (laughs) um, what are ways other than Twitter, like that you kind of balance each other out.
1: Well, we do have like, we have, we do have like a really, at least I consider us to have um, like a spiritual foundation to our Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Heather mentioned psychedelics earlier. Um once a year, we sit with um a spiritual guide of ours and and you know participate in m d m a assisted therapy and those experiences have enabled us to you know remember i guess to get to a space where like what's really important is it and and the truth of like is it safe to die like it's either safe to die or it isn't right mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. But the truth is we're all going to die. And so like we, I, I feel like we're really open about talking about that in our house. And yeah. we like, when things are tough, it's just that point where it's like, okay, if like a bomb fell on our house right now, you know mm-hmm. what, I I really love all the people in my life. And I feel like I, like they know that I love them. So it it should be safe to yeah. die. You know what I mean? I know that's kind of out there, but and also yeah. like the
2: flip side of that is that if if it's safe to die then that also means that it's safe to live
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it, i mean listen i took to lockdown like a like a fish in water <laughs> I, I am an introvert please i i i don't want to leave my house <laughs> Um, please just come to me. <laughs> I, I really don't like wearing hard
1: pants. We got a spirit animal reading, and Heather was a spider. Like, literally just builds her web and things come to her. Like, that's exactly how yes. she is. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes. And, and meanwhile, this one uh, was given the kangaroo energy. Because just constantly forward go, motion, go, 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 doesn't go. know how to
1: go back. And, you know. But we're like the tortoise and the hare. You know, she always gets the finish line first. Cause I tire myself out and fall asleep. It's just,
3: <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and you know, it, it really is that getting to practice that presence
0: mm-hmm.
2: getting to practice what is happening right now, this second, you know, and, and that's also where meditation has been very helpful for me in terms of it's very easy for my mind to just go 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 and and spin and futurize, and if I am uh, in that space where I am metaphorically courting disaster, <laughs> like, that's it's 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 not going to be good for anyone, and I'm just going to end up filled with a ton of anxiety and uh, bring that into the house and be like, let me throw up all over you. (laughs) Share my existential dread. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: A great way to get lucky that night.
2: (laughs) Here's some sexy talk, eat the rich. (laughs) Um,
3: (laughs) I've been making out with the apocalypse since the 90s. So we're good, you know, like... (laughs)
0: Um, and I mean it's 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 uh,
2: I'm I'm very thankful for for the balance that we get to have and also getting to um animals are 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 another major lifeline for me
1: you have a dog you yes just what do you how many do you have what's your
2: just
3: one and I tell you that I look at her sometimes and I start crying and I'm like you're the only reason your mother's alive.
1: I know it's so
3: <laughs> And she's like, "Mom, that's a lot. I'm only 5." <laughs> and I'm like, "But it's true." <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's true in a deep in 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 a way of like because the love that that we have with an animal that we don't like humans, you know, we communicate with each other via words. Like yes, dogs understand you know commands and what we're saying but there's such a like a great you know when you're like interspecies love is like so special (laughs) you know what I mean like it's so special because it's energetic and it's it's really just a feeling and a and a and a root and just it's genuine it's unconditional love it's unconditional Mm, like my dog doesn't have to say the right things (laughs) you know what I mean she doesn't she doesn't have to do anything to earn to earn it you know
3: And I made up a birth story about how I gave birth to her when I was walking across a frozen lake, and then she slid out of my vagina, even though I don't have a vagina or a uterus, and stuck to me. And then I chipped her off my leg and said, you're my baby. So so I pulled that into my story, our story. And like, as someone without a uterus, as somebody who never wanted to have human children because I know how I turned out, um, I... She, I pour all my love into her. She is my child, and people are always like, "I hate when people talk about their dogs like they're children." And I'm like, "You have no idea."
1: I know. Yeah. <laughs> I. You know what? I. I sometimes. I. I find myself. All I can do is have compassion for those people because, like, they just don't get it, and it's sad. Like, unfortunately, you just don't get like the love yeah. of a dog is so special. To love yes. a dog is so special.
3: Absolutely. And generally, you can trust a dog way more than you can other humans.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. (laughs) Uh,
3: So as we are starting on this amazing journey with I Love Funny Women, I want to talk about how you feel the importance of intersectional representation of women in both comedy and TV film, all of the creative arts. How is that... What, how do you feel that that's uh, important and impactful?
1: I mean, representation, first and foremost, is so important so people don't feel alone. For the longest time, we just saw one type of individual on on TV, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then as as things started to broaden where it was like, okay, well, now we have lesbians on TV, but there's still only one brand of lesbian or like you know, now we're starting to have people of color on TV, but they only slip into this, you know, one stereotype or, um, so it's really important to brought for me just to, to stop putting individuals in boxes, you know what I mean? Um, to give representation to all that like humans are dynamic, complex. Every individual is a dynamic and complex creature. Nobody is, um, you know, made of one thing. And, and so for me, it's, it's important to give a platform and yeah um, just to diversify our own worldviews. Like comedy has opened me up, you know, I'm from Whiteville. I mean, not really, but Whiteville in in the Midwest, I'm from Michigan. So, and like there were two um, or no, sorry, three people of color in my high school. And um, it's one of those things where, you know, getting to be a part of the comedy community in Los Angeles opened me up to different experiences and, you know, life stories that didn't look like mine that weren't, you know, cookie cutter or whatever. And and I'm certainly better for it. And so getting to give the entire world access to stories that don't look exactly like their own, I feel like is important to every individual's growth as a human being. I mean, it's, part of me feels
2: like it's, it's a ridiculous question that the fact that it's something, I mean, for fuck's sakes, like, of course, mm-hmm. of, of course.
3: That we still have to be talking about this. is. And,
2: and, and, and the thing is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the, the conversation is, is, is happening and whatnot. But the truth is, is that. We can talk about things till the cows come home, but that doesn't really mean anything unless there is action. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm somebody that I I want to see uh the actions uh to back up the words that you are saying. Yeah. So for me, when I'm doing an independent film, I now have um as as part of my contracts that the sets have to be at least 50% women. Um, have to be There have to be Black women, uh, women of color, uh, uh, LGBT. It, it, it has to be, I want the sets on which I work to be as diverse as the world I live in mm. and desire to live in. Yeah. And In terms of stories, I mean, for fuck's sakes, Look at the Golden Globe nominations. The fact that you have the creator of *Emily in Paris*, that herself knows the show is "quote unquote" trash, is but *I May Destroy You* didn't get a single nomination.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you have Carrie Mulligan's uh, uh, *Promising Young Woman*. It, that it's like, okay, well, this one version of a story of of a woman getting raped is worthy but this other version of a story isn't and as alma halal like just talked about the other day sometimes it it like racism is the only reason yeah like there's nothing else and so the fact that
1: I was on the SAG nominating committee for, and in the SAG nominations just came out. Or I, I think two individuals that I voted for were actually nominated, um, and they were only they were two of the like only white people that I genuinely listed as a nomination. Like I was shocked that some of the shows that we watched, Lovecraft Country, and, and I may destroy you, a lot of really compelling uh, stories and and performances. And I was shocked kind of when I saw. I'm glad that um, Rami Youssef got a nomination. I did not, I did vote for him. <laughs> um,
3: Yay. And you bring up Carrie Mulligan's show and then you bring up uh, I May Destroy You. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. Exactly. exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Why are
3: we not recognizing that? Because that series is fucking phenomenal.
1: It is. It is. Because, yeah. I once played spin the bottle at, at someone's house. And I knew that I, I, this was, you know, early twenties made out with three people playing spin the bottle the next day. Couldn't remember who the third person was, knew the two because I knew them in real life. And then one day I'm at my restaurant job and this dude walks in and I'm like, Oh my God, we made out playing spin the bottle. And so when I'm watching, I may destroy you. And she sees, you know what I mean? And she gets the flashback and she said, you know, like how you remember, I'm like, Oh, this is like, like that shit's real like you don't know until you fucking see, until you know yeah. you know? Yeah. um anyway that was just a funny aside but <laughs> it's a great it was a really great show and, and the storytelling was really fantastic
2: and i and i think particularly you know white women uh, are are in a unique position and i don't mean that from the space of oh pa let us give you this gift yeah, so, but <clears throat> there, none of us are free until we're all free. And the truth is, is that uh, we are all under the boot of the patriarchy, mm-hmm. and white supremacy, mm-hmm. white women included. Yes, and I think the sooner white women recognize that and understand that. Um, your feminism doesn't mean shit unless it's intersectional. and that includes black women. That includes women of color. That includes uh, Muslims, Jews, trans women. like yeah, it's pretty. You are women. <laughs> yes, you know yeah. and, it, and it goes, I think, to this bigger discussion of what is it to be a woman? What does that mean? I think there is a unique power that we have. There is a unique power that we hold energetically. And I love
3: Oh my God, I love you so much. I I can't wait to like meet you in person and be like, (laughs) yes, let's have a drum circle. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And I'm like, this is the I Love Funny Women podcast. And like, I'm like, Heather's so intense and serious.
3: Yeah. Now, This is the thing. I find that some of the funniest women are some of the deepest women because we are thoughtful. We think about our lives. We think about, we examine, you know, where we can do better, where we can be better. Um, we're always trying to stay aware of issues and, 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 and be inclusive in a lot of ways. And we all have that burden of the patriarchy being in charge and so when we're when we're when we're fighting with humor we're also like delving deep into who we are to talk oh, about yeah. these things and so that's why i love funny women is not always going to be hilarious it's not always going to be funny because <laughs> because we are multifaceted human oh, beings I mean, we we're not just women with boobs and <laughs> sometimes a vagina you know like
1: <laughs> <laughs> um of course, of course. Yeah, it's just that thing. I mean, because you have to. I mean, humor—being able to see the joke is being able to see the truth. You have to mm. be able to see it all, you know, to see to see where the joke is. I'm um, gonna write that down. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. That, that is truth right there.
3: Yeah, I am so grateful that both of you came on today. I,
1: oh, I to do it. I was so th- uh, honored to to be asked. Honored. <laughs> You're welcome.
3: (laughs) So thank you so much. And uh we will touch back with you soon. And yes. All of everything we said today.
1: Beautiful. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. My
3: pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the first I Love Funny Women podcast. This podcast is written and produced by me, Dina Nina and is brought to you by Artemis Glow Studios in association with AMG. Our announcer is Krista Garner. In the inauguration sketch, I was joined by Vanessa Tortolano. You can find us on all the social media at I ilovefunnywomen and at ilovefunnywomen.com. And don't forget to join us for our first virtual tour date, March 17th, and it's going to be amazing. Thank you. See you next week.